Turn in your Bible to two passages of Scripture. While you're turning there, I want to say a couple of things about the latter, the last part of this year and the first of next year. Turn to Luke chapter 1 and Deuteronomy 30. Now, that's an interesting gathering of passages there. Luke 1, everyone say Luke 1 and Deuteronomy 30. Uh, we'll go to Luke 1 in just a moment. But while you're turning, let me just say a couple of things uh, about, as Beverly said, next Sunday is Christmas Eve. Uh, and so we want to encourage a great time, as she said, to bring family and friends. And we're going to just be be uh, just really connecting with the with the, the the message of the Christ of Christmas. And we'll finish up this series called "Have Yourself a Very Merry Christmas." Uh, and I'll try to get you out early uh, because I know it is Christmas Eve and many have things to do. But listen, people show up. If you tell unchurched people. There's a candlelight service. Something about that makes them want to come. I don't know what it is, but you invite your friends. Bring your friends and family this next Sunday morning at 1030 uh, and say we're going to have a short uh, uh, Christmas Eve Sunday morning. That's a, is that an oxymoron or whatever? It's a, I don't know. It's Sunday morning uh, candlelight service. I don't know how to say it. It's not in the evening, but that word Eve makes you think uh, of night. So that's very important. I want to encourage us to be together and celebrate the birth of our Lord together. Uh, and as Beverly said, the Searles uh, last official Sunday with us, we're going to try to get them back as often as we can. And just let me say this about that. We're working behind the scenes. He's working with our worship team in this transition time. Uh, we're, we're going to do our best to hold our own uh, and you be praying about how all that transition takes place. And I see Scotty over here. You need to tell your boss that from time to time on Sunday morning, we're going to need you playing the drums. And and I think Sabrina and Faith ought to be on the worship team. All in favor say aye. Any opposed like sign? Of course, there is none. That's how we do it around here. Amen. And I use them. We need, we're going to, and, and, and so we need everybody <coughs> to step up to the plate. And then the next Sunday is I may have said New Year's Eve. Next Sunday, the Sunday after that is New Year's Eve. Uh, and we're going to be finishing strong on Sunday. Uh, not this Sunday, but ne- this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday. And we're going to be praying and asking God. Uh, we're going to thank Him for all He's done for us. Sabrina is going to be so thankful she's done with college. Uh, and we're all thankful, but we're looking to the future and we're going to be praying. And Beverly and I and our leadership team are going to be praying for families and just asking God to give us great grace uh, for our new year that is upon us. And then everyone say January 7th. That's the first Sunday of 2018. And I'll share more with you about that uh, later, but let me just say it's called Vision Sunday. And uh, our leadership team, we've been praying and preparing for the new year behind the scenes. And in a sense, we are, we are relaunching ourselves, if you will. And there's a fresh birthing and a new vision that we want you to catch. And we're rallying the family of God. And that vision Sunday uh, is, is, if at all possible, we have two services. We have a Sunday morning. Okay, and then we're going to have a Sunday night service at 7 o'clock for a little, uh, probably hour, hour and 15 minutes together. You say, 
What's it all about? Well, it's rallying the family. As we move into the new year, we need to have a family gathering, a family meeting. And if you're here today and you believe this is your church family, I want you to block off Sunday, January 7th, the morning and the evening. Everyone say morning and evening morning and evening, uh, to be together. And we're going to be sharing, our leadership team will be sharing some things about where we are uh, and where we want to go and what we need to do to get there. Uh, we need clarity of our condition. There's some things about uh, what's going on in our church that are wonderful. There's some things that we need to change. There's there's some things we need to fix. There's some things we need to get healed of. There's some things we need to begin doing that we're not doing. And so everyone say relaunch. So look at 2018 as a new day. Everybody look at somebody. Tell somebody it's a new day. Tell somebody it's a new day. And we need everybody on board, all hands on deck. Everyone say all hands on deck to get 2018 going. So, so you keep Vision Sunday in your mind. Keep New Year's Eve service in your mind. And keep next Sunday, uh, Christmas Eve, Sunday morning service uh, in your mind. And let's finish strong. And I want to ask you to do something. I want to ask you as a faithful member of this church to not just say, well, I'll be here. Make sure you get your friends and family here. Make sure you uh, call and, and, and encourage uh, people that you know in this church family to be here. And let's, let's finish strong and begin strong in 2018. And everybody said, amen. Are you in Luke chapter 1? If you're in Luke chapter 1, I want you to say, so be it. Luke chapter 1 is the most detailed description of the birth of Christ of any of the Gospels, written by Luke, of course, who was not there at the time and undoubtedly had to interview Mary to get this kind of detail, and it's a great story of the of the Christ and his birth. And I won't read it in its entirety, uh, but we will look uh, at a couple of verses. And as the angel had come, I, I just want you to look over in Luke chapter 1, verse 37. I'll finish up what the angel said, his last words to Mary after he told her that she would uh, be uh, conceived of the Holy Ghost with the Savior of the world. And uh, he said, in fact, Elizabeth is great with child, your relative. In verse 37, the angel said, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Everyone say that. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Say it again. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And when the angel said that, then Mary said, everyone say then Mary said. That's important. He, she said this, behold, the maidservant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word. Everyone say, according to your word. And then it says, the angel departed from her. Father, we thank you for the word of God. May it bring forth much fruit in our life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Last Sunday, we began this little mini-series, Christmas mini-series, Have Yourself a Very Merry Christmas. Last Sunday, we talked about uh, the favor of God, and we looked at Mary from that standpoint uh, as we read last week, and as I encourage you to read again, read the Christmas story. And let me pause and put everything on pause just a moment. When you have Christmas with your family, before you all start tearing into the gifts and the food and the, read the Christmas story, read Luke chapter one, uh, and just let your children, your family, and your friends be saturated, if you will, with the word of God and the message of 
Christmas. And so uh, the angel said to her, you're highly favored. Everyone say highly favored. And she began to realize that the favor of God was on here, the, on her life. And we talked about some things. In fact, last Sunday, I gave you uh, seven biblical truths that if you'll line up with them, it will position you in a place where God just can't hardly stand it. He'll just put his hand of favor upon your life. If you missed last week, I encourage you to go on our website, cotrnorth.com, listen to the message, and put yourself in a place uh, where you can experience God's favor in new and, and, and dynamic ways. I happen to believe in 2018. Somebody look up at me and say, preach it, Pastor Sam. I happen to believe in 2018. Rosie, I'm talking to you today. I believe God wants to favor us in ways he's never favored us before. Eugene, I believe 2018 is the year, the set time for the favor of God in your life. I believe it. Somebody say, I believe it. Amen. And Mary believed it, and the favor of God was upon her. And then today I'm going to talk about uh, uh, having a Merry Christmas. You, you've got to learn to trust God's Word. You've got to not only find God's favor, but you've got to trust God's Word. And then next Sunday, in a very simplistic way, I'll share with you the third part about having a very Merry Christmas, and that is you've got to receive God's Holy Spirit. Mary was in, endowed, if you will, and, and conceived of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit came upon her. How many of you know we need the Holy Spirit more so than ever before? before in our life. Amen. So that's where we've been. That's where we're going. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about the choice to trust God's word. Mary trusted God's word. As I read in Luke chapter one, uh, if you read the whole story, you'll see she trusted God. And then the angel said, nothing is impossible. And she said, behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And then it says immediately she got up and left town. I don't know what Joseph thought about that. It doesn't say he went with her. It says she went, uh, 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 she made haste, if you will. In verse 39, she arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste to the city of Judah. She went to Zacharias and Elizabeth house and she stayed there three months. And when she got there, man, supernatural things started happening. Elizabeth, uh, in fact, who, uh, what biblical character was in the womb of Elizabeth? John the Baptist. I'm telling you, things are happening with these two ladies. And when, when Mary came and she, and she greeted her, the Holy Spirit and all, man, everybody started getting filled with the Spirit. And Elizabeth and little John the Baptist went, woohoo, hallelujah. He was getting excited even in the womb. Uh, and, uh, they began to prophesy. Elizabeth really began to prophesy. And look what she said in verse 45. She said this <coughs> to Mary. Blessed is she who what? Believed. Somebody say believed. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. I'm telling you, they were walking in faith, and she said, blessed is she who believed. And so Mary chose to trust God's word. And all of us must find ourselves in a place 
where we trust God. Now, understand this. God gives us faith as a gift. But how many of you know we've got to operate in that gift? If you have the gift of, of, of teaching, but you don't teach, you are not operating in the gift. If you have the gift of faith, if God gave you a measure of faith and you're not using it, uh, then, uh, hey, yeah, we need to, we need to have a talk with you. And, and when, you, how many of you ever got one of those? In fact, we had this little joke kind of quiz time with Ty and Taylor the other day at our favorite Mexican food place, which is what? Mi Pueblo. If you've never been to Mi Pueblo in, in Lumberton, you haven't had Mexican food really just yet. And so I, we were talking, I said, Ty, what's your, your, your most memorable, uh, what do we call it? Just gift where you went, ah, oh, thanks, but no, you ever get those kind of gifts where you go, oh, thank you. The biggest letdowns. And, and you can ask, you can ask, it, Laura's been healed of this now, but you can ask her her biggest letdown gift. She's not here. She's with kids and she will tell you quickly what it is. Uh, today it's funny that it was not. Uh, that's another story. But we were having that kind of uh, talk. But let me just ask you, if you've been gifted, if God has given you some, or someone gives you a gift and you do not use it, you're just not taking uh, advantage of the gift. And so we must choose to just operate in the gifts and choose to operate in what God has given us. And if you go to Deuteronomy 30, I'm not there. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and somebody say Deuteronomy. Say that five times really fast and you probably won't be able to do it. But Deuteronomy 30, uh, Moses, the, uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, is talking to the children of Israel. And, and verse 11, uh, in fact, the subtitle here, which is not biblical text, the choice of life or death. It says, for this commandment, which I command you today, is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Everyone say hear it and do it. But the word is near you. Listen, let me pause. What are we talking about? Choosing to trust God's word. And, and here's what the, the word of the Lord, but the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments. He's talking about the word of the Lord, that you may live and multiply. Somebody say live and multiply. I love that, that you may live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But your heart, but if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross, cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call, listen, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and length of days and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. And somebody said, amen. 
Long story short, God had promised the children of Israel the promised land. He, he ends that with the promise, with the land that he has a promise for them. But here's what he says about the promise. Here's what he says about his word, that you and I have been set before us a choice. Life and death, blessing or cursing. And what did God say? Choose life. Somebody say choose life. With that in mind today, I want you to just understand that if we're going to trust God's word, if we're going to walk in an attitude of faith like Mary did, we too must find ourselves at a place where we hear the word of the Lord and we choose to trust God. You know, this, this last evening when I sat with, uh, with Jim and Trish at the, for, not for them, but for us, the close of a very long day and the close of the kind of the culmination of their most traumatic day of their life. I didn't know what to say other than I read them the word of the Lord. How many of you know it doesn't matter what we're going through, God's word has the capacity. And I read them the word of the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, that says, Now blessed be the, our God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles and tribulations. And I told him, I don't know how that works, especially because you, you're going through the trouble of, of your life, the trauma of your, of your life. This is something that will alter you for the rest of your life. But I do know this, that we've got to trust God's Word and lean not to our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge Him. And he'll direct our path. So, so we've got to choose, just like Mary did, just like, just like everyone who's gone before us. Uh, before us is death and life, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Tell somebody we've got to choose life. Tell somebody we've got to choose life. And so with that in mind, I'm going to give you some simple things from Scripture. And none of this is going to be new, but it certainly applies to us today as we follow in the footsteps of Mary and we endeavor to look to even to next week as we, uh, uh, week and gosh, next Monday to celebrate the birth of our Lord on December 25th. We've got to choose to trust God and His Word. And here you go. I'm going to get, let me give you five thoughts. Number one, we've got to choose to hear His Word. We've got to have ears to hear what he's saying. In fact, Jesus, at least three separate times in the Gospels, he said this, let he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, you've got to, you've got to hear in a way that, that, that causes the Word of God to come alive in your heart. You see, if Mary didn't have a hearing ear, she would have never been conceived. She would have never conceived the Christ child by the way of the Holy Ghost. When she uh, heard the Word and chose to trust God's Word and said, be it unto me according to your Word, Whew, things begin to change in her life. We've got to open up our ears to hear what God is saying to us. In fact, uh, Romans chapter 10, it talks about what it takes to be born again. How many of you know uh, you can't be good enough to get to God? But you can trust God and believe God and be born again. And it says this, that, that how are they going to hear the gospel without a preacher? 
How are they going to believe in him and, and if they have not heard? And how are they going to hear without a preacher? There, in other words, there's the, there's the need not only for the proclamation of the word of God, but there's the need for us to open our ears to hear what God is saying to us. I want you to listen to Isaiah 55 here. Let me read this to you. I love Isaiah. Some people call it the gospel of Isaiah. Ho, everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters, you who have no money. Come buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Now listen to this. Listen carefully to me. This is what the word of the Lord's saying. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me and hear and your soul shall live. I love How many of you know that it's easy to hear but not really hear? In fact, uh, we all have times when we hear somebody but we're not really listening to somebody. Beverly knows that the case. She talks to me and I, and I do have a little bit of a hearing problem but sometimes I'm not, you know, and I try to, I'm, I'm list, I hear something but I'm not inclining my ear. And if you and I are going to trust God in the days before us, listen carefully to me. There's nothing wrong with God's mouth. He's still talking to us. In fact, I told someone the other day, there's a lot of people have this mysterious thing about God speaking to them. Yes, he does speak within our heart of hearts. He speaks into our ear. In fact, the Bible says we can hear the Holy Spirit within us saying, this is the way, go ye in it. How many of you heard the voice of the Lord in your heart speak to you and direct your path and lead you by way of, a, of, of the word of the Lord in your heart? But understand something. This Bible we hold today is the word of Almighty God. Could I get a better amen? And if you want to hear God speak to you, if you want to become sensitive to the word of the Lord, if you want to choose as Mary did to trust him, you've got to begin to read the word, meditate on the word, listen to the word, hear what God is saying to the church. Have you read Revelation? I said, have you read Revelation? What was the word of the Lord to the churches? You got to hear. Open your ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And so we've got to position ourselves and make a choice uh, set before us life and death and blessing and cursing. Today, I'm choosing to hear God's word. Even right now, you could be sitting here thinking about Christmas lists. You could be thinking about uh, the shopping list. You could be thinking about, oh, OMG, what am I going to do? And and thinking of all those other things. But you've got to engage the word of the Lord and say, I'm going to listen and hear the voice uh, uh, within the voice. I'm going to open my heart to hear. And I want to tell you something today. I said, I want to tell you something today. Everybody wave your hand like you got a hanky and said, preach it, pastor. I want to tell you something today. If you will position yourself and you will sit before the Lord and you say, Lord, here am I. Your servant is listening. Do the Samuel thing. God will begin to speak to you, Lord Sabrina. He'll begin to direct your path. So let's, hey, we've got to choose to hear God's word. And here is something that goes right hand in hand. They're like twin brothers or sisters, if you will. Hear his word and then believe his word. That's what Mary did. She heard it and she believed it. She trusted in it and she believed what God was saying. In fact, uh, the, the word where, where Elizabeth said to her, blessed is she who believed in Luke 145, that word means to have faith, to trust one's well-being too. She put her total trust 
when she heard the word of the Lord, she believed the word of the Lord and she put her total trust in God. Are you with me? She believed what God was saying to her. In fact, let me just tell you this. How many of you know the first evidence? We can learn this from Mary. The first evidence of someone who has put their trust, their total trust and confidence in God. You know what the first evidence is? It's from the words of Mary. Listen, let me just tell you this. The first evidence that someone has put their total trust in God is this, two words. Everybody say total surrender. Say it again, total surrender. Here's the word she said. She said this, behold, somebody say behold. She said to the angel, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. That maidservant of the Lord means she put her total trust. In fact, it really means female slave. And so the evidence of our trust and confidence in God is the fact that we totally surrender our lives, our futures, our families, our fortunes into the care of God Almighty in our life. Whew. And Mary chose to believe God's word. In fact, as we read, how many of you know you got to believe the word to be born again? And you've got to surrender to the word. The evidence of belief is not just, I believe that he's, that it's true. I believe it to the place that I'll surrender myself unto the governance of what he says and the guidance of who he is. What does it say in Romans? If we can confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus, not just Jesus that he died for me, the Lord Jesus, I confess to him that he is Lord over my life, that I am his slave, that I am his servant, that I am totally surrendered to him. Somebody say amen. You see, if we're going to trust God's word, we've got to hear his word and we've got to believe his word. That's what it takes for us to be born again. That's what it takes for us to walk with him. We've got to hear his word, believe his word, and certainly all of these are connected. You receive his word. Somebody say receive his word. You've got to believe his word and receive his word. And these are kind of the same thing. But then as we walk with the Christ and as God speaks to us, uh, we all, how many of you just say, I believe the Bible. How many of you believe the Bible? I believe the Bible. You believe the Bible is the word of God? I said, do you believe the Bible is the word of God? Hey, now, how's it going? Hey, come on now, are y'all with me today? Do I need to preach y'all to the front row here? Come on, how many of you believe the Bible is the word of God? Thank you, sir, I appreciate that. I need you to know that I'm, you're, I need to know you're hearing me, but let me just tell you something. Just because we believe God's word is true does not mean we are receiving God's word into our own hearts and lives as our very own. Are you with me? And Mary said, let it be unto me according to your word. In fact, the original language there has the idea of reaching out and taking what has been offered. Reaching out and taking what has been offered. This is not a new iPhone. It's an old one. But it still has value. If I were to give it to you today, what would you have to do? If I gave it to you and said, this is yours, what would you have to do? You'd have to reach out and take it. And God's word is available to us. 
God's word is here for us, but we've got to receive it. We've got to reach out and take it as our very own and apply it in our life. You don't have to turn there, but Mark chapter four talks about the parable of the soil and the seed. Everyone say soil and seed. It's about our heart and the word of God. The seed is what? The word of God. Everyone say the seed is the word. And the soil is our heart and it's a parable and he talks about different kinds of soils and how the word goes into certain rocky soil and, and, and in areas of, of where there's weeds and things that choke out the life and then there's good soil. That's soil that is receptive to the word of God. Read that parable. It's all about what I'm talking about this morning in Mark chapter four and Jesus gives the explanation and he said this in verse 20, those who hear the word receive it and bear fruit. Everyone say, hear the word, receive it. Reach out and take a hold of it and say, that's what, that belongs to me. That's God's word to me. And we've got to receive the word. In fact, I love what James 1.21 says. It says, receive. Now listen carefully to me. This is what it takes for us to put our total trust in God and to really even to be born again. Listen to what James says. And, and remember that this word believe means to reach out and take as our very own, to, to apply it into our life. James said, 121, receive with meekness. Catch this. The implanted word of God, which is able to save your soul. Everyone say, hear his word, believe his word, and receive his word. James said, you got to reach out and receive it. You got to take it. You got to apply it. You got to, you got to allow it to be yours. Receive with meekness. I love this. This is like the seed. Remember the implanted word of God. Whoo, it's not what you hear here. It's what ends up right here. It gets planted on your heart into good soil and you believe it and you receive it and you're born again. Somebody say amen. Whoo, you're not born again through the preaching of God's word. You're born again through believing and receiving God's word. Amen. And that even as Deuteronomy 30 says is a choice. Death and life is in the is in is set before us. So we've got to choose to hear his word. We've got to choose to believe his word, receive his word. And number four, we've got to choose, as Mary did, to confess his word. I'm telling you, this is so important. Everybody say this is so important. Come on. It's so important. Confess his word. Mary made a bold declaration of faith. She said it, I believe she said it out loud in the angel. Let it be unto me according to your word. She made a bold declaration of faith. I'm telling you. In fact, go back to Romans 10. That's what it says. Confess with your mouth. Somebody say with your mouth. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. I'm confessing out loud the Lord Jesus and, and I'm declaring and I'm saying with my mouth for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and I'm declaring it with my mouth so be it unto me according to your word I'm going to say it out loud to God I'm going to hear it my family's going to hear it God's going to hear it heaven's going to hear it I'm going to hear it the whole earth's going to hear it I put my trust in him 
Amen. We've got to make that declaration in our life. I love Mary. Man, Mary's my hero. Oh, no, Mary's my shero. Pardon me. They're heroes and sheroes. She made a bold declaration. In fact, I love verse 46. Uh, it says, uh, uh, verse chapter 1, ooh, chapter, I'm in chapter 2, that's why it doesn't work. Chapter 1, verse 46, when she gets with uh, Elizabeth and the Spirit of God and the faith of God, and it says, and Mary said, everyone's saying Mary said. She gets with Elizabeth and she keeps it up. She starts making these bold declarations of God's will over her life. She said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maid servant. For She didn't forget who she was. I'm still a slave of God. He has, he has regarded the lowly state of his maid servant. Behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. I love that. Woo. For he who is mighty and has done great things for me and as holy as his name and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. I'm telling you, this little lady was bubbling up with declarations of faith in her life. Amen. We too have to choose to trust God and hear his word, choose to trust, hear his, choose to hear his word, believe his word, receive his word, and confess his word. And then number five. This is as important as all the others, in my opinion. We've got to choose to guard his word. The parable of the soils that I mentioned in Mark chapter 4, there's a particular concern that, the, that Jesus had when he gave this parable. He said in Mark 4, he talked about the thorns and the weeds. They come and they choke the life out of the seed and it bears no fruit and he warns them. And then he gives the illustration and he says, let me tell you something. What that is, it's the, the cares of this world, the, 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 the desires for other things, the deceitfulness of riches. They have the capacity if you don't, if you're not careful, if you don't guard what God is saying, those things have the power to come in and choke the life out of what God is saying to you. What was the first recorded temptation the devil gave to humanity? The first thing he said was, now wait a minute. You say God did all these things. He told you not to do this, not to do that. Are you sure God said that? Hath God really said that? Come on now, Adam and Eve. Let me just talk to you a little bit. That's kind of ludicrous to me. God, are you sure? The first temptation of the enemy, listen, is to tempt us to doubt the word of the You and I have a responsibility to guard what God is saying to us. And I love what Mary did. When 
The angel said, for with God nothing is impossible. Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. Holy Spirit comes upon her. She's conceived of the Holy Ghost and the angel departed from her. And then she ran to Joseph and said, Joseph, Joseph, let me tell you what happened to me. Woo, hallelujah. No. The first thing she did, she arose in those days went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she spoke out a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment Here's a declaration of faith. There will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Let me tell you what Mary did as soon as the conception, the immaculate conception happened within her and she believed the word. She heard the word, believed the word, received the word and confessed the word. She ran into an atmosphere of faith. And the Bible says for three months, her and Elizabeth, lived in an atmosphere of faith to guard and keep herself from the lie of the enemy. Let me fast forward a few days, a few months. Jesus is born. And the threat comes. Kill all the firstborn children. How many of you know Jesus? The Bible says in John chapter word, the chapter one, the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is and was the word, right? And what a, an accurate description, a very clear description of what goes on in our hearts if we're not careful. And the Bible says that Joseph was warned in a dream. You flee to Egypt and they fled for Egypt. Uh, and, and why did they do? Because they had, why did they do that? They had to guard the word. Everyone say you got to guard the word. If we're going to have ourselves a merry Christmas and really a merry life and fulfill his kingdom purpose, we've got to find ourselves in an atmosphere of the favor of God, as we said last week, and we've got to come to a place where we choose to trust God. So I'm going to trust him. I look around this room today, and I know there are people all through this room who are, going to, are daily having to make choices to trust him even though things don't make sense. With, that's, why, that's why it says in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Let me tell you something. If you lean to your own understanding, we'd never get anywhere with God. We'd, we would listen to our natural uh, inclinations. We'd listen to the lie of the enemy who said, hath God said? So as we come into this holiday season and, and, and really focus on Jesus. I've got to choose to trust God. 
as we move into the new year, we must choose to trust the Word of the Lord. All Scripture is given by inspiration from God, the Bible says, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Let's bow our heads before the Lord. Today, let's choose, just like Mary did, to trust God in His Word, to hear what He's saying to us. And listen today, as we close the service, God is speaking to you, even through this old, flawed preacher man. Follow in the footsteps of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and say to yourself, say to your family, say to your sisters, your brothers and sisters this day, we're going to choose to trust God in our home. We're going to hear his word. We're going to believe his word. We're going to receive his word, confess his word, make bold declarations, and we're going to guard our hearts and not allow anything to come and choke out the word of the Lord in our lives. Let's stand together. Father, today we stand in your presence. And as Mary so beautifully did, when she said, be it unto me, according to your word. She believed God. She yielded her life in total surrender to the word of the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed today, I believe God would have us all think and ponder in our hearts, am I totally surrendered? to his purpose and plan in my life? Have I yielded myself to him as the Lord and the leader of my life? Have I made a bold declaration that he is my Lord? With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you can say, Pastor Sam, today I want to I wanna finish out this service with a, a prayer of commitment and surrender as Mary did and a declaration that she said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you today and you say, Pastor, today I want to choose to surrender my life totally to him. Once again, just wave your hand a second and let's pray together. Amen. All over this room, God bless you. Let's pray together. I want everyone to pray with me. Let's pray out loud to God. Follow with me. Follow your pastor down this road of total surrender today. Let's pray together. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on a cross, for paying for my sin with your own blood. I believe what you did for me. I trust you, Lord. I lean heavily upon what you say. I surrender myself totally to you. I confess you as the Lord and leader of my life. And I think you died on the cross and you rose again the third day so I could have new life. I trust you. I believe you. I receive what you have to say. In Jesus' name.
And everybody said amen. Now, let's do this. Let's do this. You may have never done this before. Lift your hands to the Lord. And just say, I surrender, Lord. I surrender, Lord. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. I said, everybody said, amen. Well, there you go. I believe this week, this month, this year, especially into 2018, it's a season of God's favor on our life and a season when we're going to have to trust him more than ever before. And as we trust him, we will see his favor and blessing and directive in our life more so than ever before. And everybody said, amen. Turn around, give somebody a high five and tell them, God bless you. See.